What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Final Pick Pod. I'm your host, Zachary, and with the co-host right here. What's up, guys? And we got a special video today. We are the day before the NBA draft. It's going to be less than 24 hours, and stuff's already getting spicy. We had a big-time trade a couple hours ago today, uh, and it involves Jeremy Grant getting sent to the Portland Trailblazers for 2025 pick from the Milwaukee Bucks. On paper, it doesn't look like uh, the Pistons got a lot back for Jeremy Grant. But when you think of big picture-wise, it makes a lot of sense for both sides. Obviously, the Blazers, they got a great player, Jeremy Grant, to be able to go alongside Damian Lillard. But the Pistons, they ended up getting, <clears throat> they ended up clearing, I want to say, $21 million in cap space, Jeremy Grant. And now they have a total of $56 million in cap space this offseason that they can go ahead and pretty much sign whoever. Uh, someone that's getting a lot of buzz right now is possibly DeAndre Ayton. Uh, obviously, he's a restricted free agent. He might uh, command a max contract, and the Pistons got a lot of money to offer his way. I, I like the fit with Ayton, man. Uh, they- they'd have the two guys that they drafted before Luka, so I think that's a good, good little fit. Uh, Bagley's there right now. I mean, it's Grant's kind of a better player than that, but as far as value, they did clear up the twenty million in cap, and they got a future first, which you never know how teams end up. So it, it, it's, I feel like it's fair. They got, I think the main part was the cap, though. Yeah, and I mean, they also got the twenty-one million dollar trade exception they could use at some point, and they want to take in a big salary to get another future pick. You never know. That could be something that might be worth worthwhile near the trade deadline. Um, but overall, I thought it was a decent trade both sides. Jamie Grant with the Blazers, I think that that's going to be an interesting fit. I mean, Jamie Grant, I mean, he's not the best shooter, but obviously you got Damian Lillard on that side. He's going to be able to find him. Uh, I think he could be a decent pick and roll threat off the roll. He's not necessarily known as that, but like I said, Damian Lillard, he's going to be good at getting you into pocket passes, getting you uh, in space to get to the rim. I want to see a bit more efficiency with him. Though with Blazers, he was kind of up and down efficiency wise with the Pistons, but he was kind of the star player on that team. Uh, but also, one thing that the Blazers have lacked a lot in recent years is perimeter defense. Jamie Grant's going to be a big time defender for them, and especially with some of the rumors they're going around, some other guys trying to go after that perimeter defense should be a lot better for the Blazers this year. And Jamie Grant's going to be a big part of that. Um, so you see, the thing that confuses me about the trade is Blazers' side is. They got Damien at the point, obviously. Uh, I thought I think Anthony Simons is a very good player, uh, and he's most likely going to be their starting two, which puts Grant at the three. But everything that they're projected to get at seven seems like a uh, shooting guard type player. So, I mean, it, like, of course, it doesn't matter. They could draft whatever position they feel like is best best player available, but. Uh, I think they're real. I don't know what their cap situation is looking like, but I feel like if Nurkic is in a package, I feel like John Collins is a possibility, or they go big in the draft at seven. I think they probably want Grant to play the four. He's that's kind of the uh, position he's played the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably keep him at the four. I think Nurkic is a free agent that they'll probably try to bring back, if I'm not mistaken. I think they have a little bit of cap space, but nothing to do any major moves. Yeah, no, they 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 they're paying Jeremy Grant twenty one million now, so that's probably all their cap to be honest. Because Dame's getting paid the bag, uh, they got to bring back some of their other players. I mean, they how much did they clear up last year with McCollum trade? Uh, the McCollum trade. So actually, um, what they used to get Jeremy Grant was part of the trade exception that they got from the CJ McCollum trade. So that's why they didn't have to give up any players in this trade because they're able to use a trade exception from that trade gotcha. from last year in order to execute this. Got you. All right, understand. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, this is by far not going to be the last trade that happens uh, in the next 24 hours. From I wouldn't be surprised if something happened while we're doing this live stream. I would not be surprised if something happens. 100% something could happen. And I mean, I got kind of a list of some potential guys right here. Mm -hmm. And um, I expect a lot of movement to happen next 24 hours. So what the executives are saying, I've seen happen before. People say there's going to be a lot of movement, nothing happens. I truly think stuff's going to happen this year. So, I mean... First player, I mean, I think this guy's definitely moved. John Collins. I mean, he's been in trade rumors. He is gone. He's not going to be on Atlanta. All year. No, I think Atlanta's going to go ahead and 
do a lot of free construction. I think only Trey Young's safe and DeAndre Hunter is safe. I think DeAndre Hunter is safe. Who knows? No, but yeah, everybody yeah. else, everybody they else, I think, is gone. They got to roll around to him. I agree with you completely. They Capella's got to be up for trade. Collins is 100% going to get traded. But Young and Hunter is who they need to build around. Those are the two guys that actually have potential. I mean, Young's obviously already an all-star. But uh, DeAndre Hunter, I really love DeAndre Hunter, and they, they really need to build around him as well. Yeah, and I mean, John Collins, I think if he gets moved, I believe personally he'll get moved to a Western Conference team. I'm pretty sure the Blazers had interest. I don't think it's going to be mm-hmm. there anymore. I believe I've heard the Kings have had previous interest in him. That could be poss- a possible uh, a possible trade target. I'm, I'm now hearing a lot of the Spurs, and I'm hearing a Spurs. lot of the Dante Murray for him straight up. Uh, there was a report that came out recently from Jake Fisher, I believe, that mm-hmm. talked about a potential swap. Now I know the Spurs. For the Spurs, I think. I, I completely agree. Uh, okay. But Spurs said that they want like a Drew Holiday esque trade package yeah. back, which I think is somewhat fair. Personally, I just don't see a reason to move to Jonte Murray. I mean, he had an All Star uh, appearance last year. A great young guy for the team. I say just keep moving around him. I don't know if he's going to be a star level player for say. But, I mean, he's a great player to build around. There's no reason to move, especially for a John Collins type at the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the thing is with the, the Spurs is the DeJounte Murray is their one bright spot. But they're, they're, even though they came in ninth or tenth place, whatever they did last year, they're really just not a contender. So I feel like what they need to do is get the value when the value is needed. And it's needed. They need more assets just like. I think that they should be doing what the Thunder have done. Traded all their assets, gotten a shitload of picks, and it, they got who do they have there? Josh Primo, Devin Vassell. Uh, every, besides that, they don't really have any old guys. They have Keldon Johnson. You could have him as a rotational player. I think they need to – I think they do need to trade DeJounte. I don't think John Collins is the route, though. Nah, I, I could see it, I like a lot of guys in the teams. They also have Lonnie, who you didn't mention. They got Jakob Pertl, who's a very underrated center in the NBA. Lonnie's a free <laughs> Is Lonnie free agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, they could they could bring him back. He's not going to be uh, be costing them a lot. No. But um, talking about the teammate though, Clint Capella, he's been in trade rumors. I know. I can remember talking my head. The Timberwolves are a team that's interested in Clint Capella, possibly the cat to the four, which would be an interesting development. I think I heard Malik Beasley could be a possible guy coming back to the Hawks, which I mean doesn't move the needle to me too much. I think he's more of a reserve player. Them starter caliber player on a team that's trying to make a playoff push, but he's a solid guy nonetheless. If that was a route they're going to go go for, yeah, you know what's weird is I I remember just hearing a lot over the last two years the Timberwolves really have been trying to push for John Collins uh, in trades during the trade deadline. The last two years I've heard it. They they've needed a they've been looking for a four next to Cat, and now it seems like they just want to give up on that, put Cat in the four, and get another big man. So it's. Uh, I, I'd I'd keep I'd keep Cat at the five. I'd I'd go for John Collins if I'm the Timberwolves instead of instead of a Capella. But yeah, they're involved with everything. I would too, but at the same time, I think Capella's really going to have much value in the trade market. I think you could probably get him for pretty cheap. So yeah. that might be why they go that route. Um, but I mean, Capella's a solid player. When he was healthy last year, he did a lot of good work for the Hawks. A lot of good work for them. When he got hurt, that's when they kind of went through their stretches not playing so well. But, you know, a fresh change could be what they need. And I do think the Hawks as a whole just need a total reconstruction of their roster. Because, I mean, obviously they were in the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. Obviously some luck did play into that. But you got you got your star on Trey Young. You got a great piece of the Audrey Hunter. Build around those two guys and just completely reconstruct everything around them. I agree. But it looks like it's the route they're going for. I'm not. I'm not a big John Collins guy either. He's just young and athletic. I mean, I've never been crazy on John Collins. He's a decent player, but it's just. Uh, I, I agree with what they're doing. I think they should be doing that, but they need to. They need to be careful what they do because they already are a playoff team in the East. Don't want to ruin that. Yeah, for sure. And there's another guy that is going to be in the trade market that I don't believe is going to be with this current team at 24 hours, and that is Malcolm Brogdon of the Indiana Pacers. He's been involved in a bunch of trade rumors. Um, I know one at the top of my head is the Washington Wizards. They're 
very interested in Malcolm Brogdon trying to pair with Bradley Beal, who still has a decision to make about his free agency. But Malcolm Brogdon, he, he's been great uh, whenever he's been on the court, but injuries has been a thing. He's still kind of weird. I don't know if he's a point guard or a shooting guard necessarily. He's a point. He's a point. My opinion, he's a, he's a point guard. I think he's a very good point guard at that. He, like you said, though, the injuries do uh, affect him. But uh, they already declined one trade. Don't blame them for declining that trade with the Lakers. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was just not happening. Uh, I, I don't think he. I don't think Brogdon gets trade traded. I, I personally don't think he does. Uh, more of the rumors I've seen is the stuff that has been offered for him. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Pacers move on from Brogdon. I don't think they should either. I think he's he could be a piece they could build around as well. I think they would more likely trade Miles Turner than Brogdon. Now, I think both are going to be traded. Um, I can see Brockton possibly being traded to the uh, Pelicans. I think that could be another option. Getting him as the point guard, I think that could be very nice with him, CJ, Ingram, Zion, Valanciunas. That could be a really nice lineup. That would be um, very and, nice. Herb Jones at the three. That would be a very nice lineup. Yeah, I, I, I'd personally be shocked if Brockton's back. They've been trying to shop him for a while, and now they actually have an opportunity to trade him since they couldn't last year because he signed a contract extension. I, yep. I think he's going to be traded uh, in the next 24 hours. And then two miles Turner. Um, I personally, I, I'm already saying that he's a Hornet. I he's think a Hornet. they're yeah. he, I, he has Hornet culture right there, baby. They have two um, lottery-ish picks, one at 13, one at 15. I think there's a good chance that one of those picks could be headed to Indiana for Miles Turner. And I know they've also had rumors that they just want to trade up, trade Turner for one of those picks, try to pack some – picks to move up in the draft, which we'll get to the actual draft part in a little bit. But I know they definitely are a team that is looking to move up, like a lot of teams mm-hmm. this year. Uh, next up, another trade guy, and some of these are more recent, but Kyle Kuzma. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but the Wizards are willing to shop him around a little bit. I mean, I'm not the biggest Kuzma guy, but he has his moments, that, and he can be a useful player for a team that, you know, off the bench, he can provide some points. He's Really improved with his rebound this past year. And he's a decent defender. He could be a decent guy for a team that's looking for a good bench forward. I feel like any player that's on that same level or on the bench is involved in trade packages. Uh, I don't feel like it was a secret. I just feel like once they make one call saying, what's Kuzma's value? It pops up on radars as someone they're looking to move. Uh, so obviously, every offseason, there's like 30, 45 players that are rumored to get traded and 10 maybe move so it, it's gonna be rare kuzma who, who fucking knows he might be one of the guys that gets moved but uh it's not something that's gonna like change the game obviously uh but it, it just feels like anybody that gets made a call about gets thrown as a, a a person they're trying to trade like jay crowder for instance just got thrown into that as well uh same with tobias harris he got into it he's got a huge salary Tobias so Harris really get thrown into trade conversations recently it's yeah, just, that I see though. That like that's a bad contract. He's a good player, but he's just a bad contract. Yeah, and I, I doubt he get moved. The Sixers might have to add a pick to him, so I doubt he gets moved. That'll have to be like a Jeremy Grant type shit, but like with more than one first, I think. Or not my bad, my bad, my bad. Not more than one first uh, in return, but something with Tobias. And then um, two two more people I want to talk about trade wise. One, OG Ananobi, there's rumors that he might be on his way to Portland for the seventh overall pick. I wouldn't hate that trade for Portland or or necessarily the Raptors. I don't know if there's necessarily a need to trade OG for Raptors, but if there's a guy you really like at seven, you got Siakam, you got Scotty Barnes. You have players to replace OG if there's someone you really like at seven. So I'd say if there is that guy, I'd go for it. And then if you had OG next Jeremy Grant, at Portland, that's a very good defensive uh, three, three, four right there. That could really help with Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard with their uh, defensive deficiencies. For sure, I don't think they'd have to give the seventh pick straight up for him though. Uh, and Anubi's uh, trade value is a little weird to me. I feel like he can go anywhere from pick seven. Uh, it's just weird. He's a weird player to me. You're obviously way higher on him than I am, but a uh, uh, high upside player. Um, definitely adds defensive uh, – would add defensive uh, assets to the Blazers. 
Um, also seeing now that the Celtics are in on John Collins as well. You just don't know what's going to happen, man. I, I just don't know what to believe. So I'm, I'm kind of just numb to the shit now. I'll see it, but I'm not going to like think about anything because now every, all 30 teams are in on every player, it seems like. What? Where would John Collins play? If they, they yeah, start, or, they start we're going to disrespect him like that? that that'd be an interesting fit, to say the least. That'd be very interesting. I don't think they need to be adding those caliber of players. They need to be adding bench pieces, players that could help them win or get over that hump. They're there. They don't need to be trading for John Collins. What would they trade for John Collins to, to, to make the cap work? I don't know. I mean, I saw that they might shop around Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. Don't, they're not getting don't. paid, though. What is Grant getting paid? I know Pritchard's not getting paid. They're they're both getting paid minimum right? on rookie, rookie contracts. Yeah, so, so I don't know what they're talking about. How would they be in on John? Do they have an exception or no? No idea. Yeah, see, I don't know how that would work at all. So I don't know. I just I I don't even know why that's a tweet at this point. Like that's a tweet that's popping up on my uh my uh my phone, and it's kind of pissing me off because that's just not going to happen. And watch now that I said that two minutes later, John Collins going to be traded to the Celtics, but exactly. uh, it just wouldn't make sense. It just it, it, that, that that that's not a move the Boston Celtics need to make. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. But one more guy who I think is a very good chance getting traded is former three-time defense player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Some Jazz are going to break it up, whether it's Mitchell, whether it's Gobert. I'm pretty confident they're going to get broken up. And I, I don't know where Gobert's going to go. I know there's some I've seen. Maybe Charlotte, but like I said, I think Miles Turner makes more sense there. I've heard about a bull swap with Vucevic. Maybe Patrick Williams there is kind of the holdup, uh, adding Patrick Williams to that trade. But I do think Gobert gets moved. I don't think that Mitchell and Gobert can play another second together. And I, I mean, think – I'm sorry for interrupting. Keep going. No, I'm saying tomorrow's the draft. You can get some value for him. I think Shit's that Gobert's going to be a new team. Shit's going to be crazy tomorrow, but it all doesn't have to happen in the draft. Picks are going to get traded. But free agency, there's a lot of trades that happen before then as well. And you know when 12 o'clock hits, Timofey Mozgov signing an $80 million deal. So it, we'll just wait for 12 a.m. More trades will happen. Cap will open up. But let me tell you this right now. If if I had to pick a spot for Gober, go, Gober, Gobert, fucking got to go to the Hornets. If I'm the Hornets, you got to make that trade. I don't want Miles Turner. You got all these young guys that are doing dumb shit. You got LaMelo Ball. Don't waste his career. He's an amazing player. Gobert. And Hayward reuniting with Utah. That's what I think it is going to be. I, I, I think Hayward's on the, been on the trade block as well. No shocker. Everybody's on the trade block. But I could see that happening. Gordon belongs there, and they need some age down there in Charlotte. They need some matureness. They 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 can't keep trading for these young guys. I'm not saying Miles Turner's not mature. It's just – and he's not a problem off the court. It's just it, those young guys, They just it just seems like everything's fucking up down there, and it, it doesn't look like – the future's uh, bright for the Charlotte Hornets. So I think getting an older guy that has proven he's he's been a defensive player of the year, what, three times now or two times? Pretty sure three times. Three times. Go get him, Hornets. Like, what do you do? Like, that's that's the move you need to make. That's the move you need to focus on. Get Lamelo a big man. That'd be amazing. That's the move they need to make, not Miles Deterrent. Yeah, I, mean, I, like trade for, I, I like a trade for Gobert, but at the same time, do they have the money to get Gobert and try to bring back Miles Bridges? That's probably the goal to bring back Miles Bridges. Yeah. That's Turner signed a cheaper contract, so it might make more financial sense to do something like that. But you know, who knows? We got less that's what I'm saying, man. Gordon, Gordon Hayward, man, that would be fun. I think that would be fun. What's Gordon Hayward getting paid? I'm about to look it up right now. Didn't isn't getting paid like thirty million? Yeah, <laughs> he's getting paid thir- the Celtics deal. Yeah, thirty million. No, the then... new deal. He signed a new deal with the Hornets just last offseason. Well, the Celtics bought him out, right? Uh. No, he um I don't think they bought him out. I think he's just signed with the Hornets in free agency. I think it was a sign and trade. So it's 40 and 30. So the the Hornets would have to make up 10 million. So I'm thinking something like a Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward deal. And then of course not just Rudy Gobert straight up, but I feel like small picks here and there. Players like Nikhil Alexander Walker, which I don't they shouldn't trade. He's a good player. But like small players thrown in. But I could see a Rozier Hayward for Rudy Gobert. I don't know which side, what each side would say about something like that. That'd be, It'd be interesting. interesting for sure. But I think that'd give them because Rozier's getting paid more than ten million, so yeah. I think that would that would clear up enough space to get the Bridges contract done. 
if that's what they want to do. They'd have a one, a three, and a five uh, with a bunch of young guys that they don't use in Martin and P.J. Washington. Uh, who, are, who are some of the young guys they got there? They got they got so many young guys there, and they're just – and then what's their pick this year? Um, didn't we say they had um, 13 and 15? They have 13 and 15? I'm pretty sure. Bro, get the go be- go bear deal done. They can draft a, they can draft a two and a four start. Like that's what they need to do. Get a go bear deal done deal done. Try to clear some cap with it as well. Rosier Hayward, go bear pick. Get that done. That's gotta be a thing. That that suits both teams what they need. Nobody wants to go to Utah except for Gordon Hayward. Nobody. And Gordon Hayward even switched on them. <laughs> like no nobody wants to go to fucking Utah. And I, I feel bad for them. Because the only players that they ever have that are amazing, they draft. Yeah, and I mean, Mitchell looks like he might want out. He might not. We'll have to wait and see. But you got to try keeping those guys home. You got to try keeping those homegrown you guys there. At the same time, it, it's got to it, it, – you're obviously not winning with it. So you got to – I get it's almost like it's – I feel – I really do feel bad for Utah because it's like it's not a destination no free agent wants to go. Uh and they draft very well, and those players just don't have enough time to get. They don't have enough time to draft five players that could win a championship. So you got Gobert gone, and I don't even think Mitchell likes Gobert like that. But I, I feel like if Mitchell saw that, he'd still ask for a trade. Like you, you're definitely not winning a championship with Mitchell Hayward and Rozier. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's. I feel like their best chance was last year. When Ingles was healthy and they had all that, oh, Rose two years ago, two years ago, that was their best chance. They, they they gotta get what they can get and get as much as they can get. And, and what I mean by that is assets, because you need a draft to get players. You can't. That no one's gonna sign there. And I I truly do feel bad for Utah. Yeah, they'll probably have to draft some guys, maybe package some stuff to go for another big time star. Don't necessarily who that big time star would be, but they probably got to try to get assets, try to trade for some someone big time. Somebody with, without a no trade clause. Yeah, because they ain't waving that shit for Utah. That's I, I feel so bad for them. Like that's why I'm I'm happy where I was born. You know what I mean? Because if I was born in Salt Lake City, I'd be upset right now. <laughs> like it, you, there's there's no future, right? and it's so sad, and it's just it, it's just unfair to be completely honest. All right, so now it's time to get to the mock draft. Uh, we're not doing a full first round mock draft. I, I'll be completely honest. I don't know enough to do a full first round mock draft. But top ten picks—that's something that is in my in my range. So tomorrow, obviously, NBA draft. A lot of rooms going around. But for my mock draft for the 2022 NBA draft, do you want to do I, the top ten picks first, or do you want to do the sleepers? Let's do the top ten picks. All right, yeah, do your do your yeah. top ten right now. Yeah. So my 2022 NBA mock draft will be Orlando Magic going with Jabari Smith, OKC going with Chet Holmgren, Houston Rockets with Paolo Ventura, the Sacramento Kings going with Keegan Murray, Detroit Pistons going with Jaden Ivey, the Indiana Pacers going with Benedict Thurn, the Trailblazers getting A.J. Griffin, the Pelicans with Dyson Daniels, the San Antonio Spurs with a bit of a surprise pick with Osman Jiang, and then the Wizards going with Shaden Sharp. That's my top ten mock draft. Do you want to go with yours? Yeah, let's do it. And it's not it's not different. Basically, it's it's different, but it's it's weird. All right, so I have Jabari Smith one and Chet two, uh, but that could easily switch. It could be Chet one. I'm hearing a lot of Chet one now. Woj thinks Chet's going to Orlando. It could be either way, but Jabari one, Chet two to OKC. Paolo's the only lock. Which is when have you ever had the only lock pick three? <laughs> so it's the weirdest shit ever. But Paolo going three. You got Keegan Murray going four as well. I think if the Kings do draft Keegan Murray here, they're they're retarded a little bit. Because if I've heard the Pistons are in on a trade, they're trying to trade up so no one can jump them for Jaden Ivey. Why wouldn't you just take what the Pistons are giving you? Move back your spot, take your player you're gonna take anyways. So that's why I'm gonna go Jaden Ivey here at four. Okay. So you're going Jaden Ivey at four. I'm going Jaden Ivey four. It just doesn't make sense not to like to make that trade. I have Keegan Murray going five to whoever is there. I don't think it's going to be Detroit. I think it's going to be Sacramento. I got six Indiana Pacers going Benedict Matherin. 
seven, I have Shaden Sharp. I heard the Blazers really do like him, but that also could be a trade spot. You just don't know yet. Um, but it seems like they're open to moving seven. I have the Pelicans going with Dyson Daniels. I feel that's a, that's a great fit. Uh, great two-way player. Spurs going o- Osime Dieng. I heard they liked him. They always I, – I promise I could show you the paper right here. They just they, – they love those those project foreign guys, and that's exactly what he is. He has high upside. He's a project foreign guy. And I mm-hmm. have Washington Wizards going A.J. Griffin. All right, so a little bit differences here and there. Uh, but let's go ahead, go start back up to the top, right? So we both have the same first overall pick. Yes. Uh, Orlando going Jabari Smith. I think – I personally think that's kind of – in pen at this point. I think that's what I don't think go with. Um, although I will say the odds have shifted a bit where Jabari's still the favorite, but Paulo's actually second in the betting odds right now, which has shifted in the past 24 hours, which is a interesting development to say the least. Um, but I still think it's going to be Jabari. Um, Jabari is an interesting prospect. I don't think he's as good as your typical number one overall pick but he does have a lot of upside. I mean, he's got a nice shot. Mm-hmm. He That's is a great shot. Not a, not a nice shot. He's got the smoothest jump shot I've seen in a while. But yeah, I'm talking about like his actual, I'm talking about just his actual form. form. It's nice. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, but yeah, he's a good defender. Um, and I mean, the one main thing with Jabari Smith is he's going to need to be set up. He's not going to create a shot on his own. Nope. I mean, if you're asking him to try to get at the elbow, try to create his own sh- shot, it's just not what he's good at at this time. Nope. But, I mean, uh, you have him well, I'm going to Orlando. They don't have the best point guard play right now, but they have some potential. They have um, – Fultz, Anthony. We have that Fultz, they have Anthony, they got Jalen Suggs. None of them are necessarily known as playmakers yet, but maybe one of them can develop a nice – um, a nice, um, what am I trying to say? A nice two-man game with sure. Jabari Smith to get him going in the pick and roll, uh, get him in the pick and pop. But that's really my main concern, especially with number one overall pick. I kind of want my guy to be able to get create a shot. shot. Yeah. But he's got all the tools that you want, and he has um, he has the potential to be something special. But Orlando, with these type of guys, does not have the best track record at the same time. Nope. But uh, and my stance on Jabari Smith is he is the biggest boomer bust in this draft. It is just plain and simple like that. He's going to be a top two pick locked. And he has the smoothest jump shot I've seen in a while for a four, especially for that size. You're not going to block that shot. The, the guy's arm, he's got a, what, seven-foot wingspan, and he's got the smoothest jump shot I've seen in a while. Uh, but he can't create, like you said, he can't create his own shot. And it's that's scary as a number one pick, like if I'm personally, of course I'm not Orlando, but if I'm the Orlando GM, I don't care what Paolo wants. That's who I'm drafting at one. I think he's the most NBA ready player, but Jabari Smith of course has high upside, like you said, but he is big, big time boomer bust. Yeah. I mean, that, that's always scary, but at the same time, you're Orlando, you haven't had the best success. I mean, you trade with Vucevic to do a complete rebuild. Uh, you're not expected to do anything this year. Maybe go with some, I want not necessarily call him a project, but go with the high upside guy who has the potential to be something. I just um, love the thought of Paolo next to Franz Wagner. Could, could be decent, although I do like where where we have him later. But um, That's where I think he's going, but I love it. At number two, though, I love Chet Holmgren uh, with OKC. Having him next to Josh Giddy. And Shea, and I will say, for some reason, I have a weird feeling Shea might end up getting traded. I just have a weird feeling no. about that. But if he does stay there, which he should if you're OKC, that three-man group right there, I think, has a lot of potential to be something. I mean, oh, I mean Chet, he can create his own shot. Uh, not saying he's the most efficient guy in the world, but he can create his own shot. He can protect the rim. He's kind of the prototypical big that a lot of people – like kind of a like a common comparison to Chris Stapps like guy, but what does scare me is that guy needs to bulk up big time. He's very skinny, and if he doesn't bulk up, he might have a injury history in his career. It's just what happens. He might not be able to hang with the big guys down low, and he might get beat up. 
he just kind of woke up. That's really my main concern with Chad. Yeah, and I've been all in the, all for that bulk up uh, situation, and I've been wrong over the last few years. I've been like, KD, what is this? That not just me, because of course I wasn't. I was probably four when KD got drafted, but everybody, guy can't lift weights, and I know it's different. The guy's an interior player, but Ja, I'm waiting for him to break. Uh, like I'm talking about injuries, uh, which he has, but nothing serious. Uh, ja, Kevin Durant, all those skinny players. They they tend just not to break, and I feel like Chet's and it's different because he's an interior guy. But my biggest thing that I love about Chet Holmgren is his defense. Uh, not only his blocking, but I've noticed while watching his highlights that uh, most big men don't know how to use their body. It's more of just go up, get ball. That's what it is, and he controls his body very well. He doesn't put body on body. He doesn't uh, create unnecessary contact. Uh, doesn't, uh, which happens to not draw a lot of fouls, which is big for a big man. Uh, so I think his defense is more impressive than his offense, to be completely honest. Of course, his size does hurt him at points, but he is, he's just the best two way player in this draft. And there, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. As far as two way, OKC would be lucky to get Chet Holmgren at two. Yeah, I really, really do like the fit if he. Ends up going to OKC, which I do expect to happen. Yeah. Uh, Houston Rockets, Paolo Ventura. Why don't you start with this one? We, we like my Paolo. Obviously, he's your favorite guy in the draft. Well, he's not my favorite guy in the draft as far as upside, but he's the most pro-ready, and that's what Houston needs. Uh, they have Kevin Porter Jr. there. They have uh, Jalen Green. I think Paolo Benchero is going to be a star. Uh, my comparisons for him – if you'd give me a second, I really have some fun comparisons for him. Uh, one second. Sorry about that. Yeah, while well, you looked it up, I'm going to say, wow, like, yeah, offensively, I don't think there's really a single flaw in his offensive game. He can nope. pass. He can shoot. He, he really has no flaw whatsoever in his game, in his offensive game. Defensively, though, he's got, he's got some question marks. He looks unengaged at times. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we talk about Jabari Smith with his defensive upside. We talk about Chet, how good of a protector he is. Paulo doesn't really have that. Especially at the four, um, I mean, he's not going to be asked to protect the rim necessarily, but I do have questions about how good he'll be defensively. But yeah. offensively, I mean, Houston's an offensive-heavy team, uh, and I think it's going to be fun being able to put him next to a Jalen Green, being able to see how how many points they're able to put up a night. I just I just like how like the Rockets worked out Paolo Benchero the next day traded Christian Wood. I just thought that was funny as shit to me. But uh, so my comparisons for him, and these are a little weird to be completely honest because they're not necessarily size matches uh i have demar Derozan. uh as far as this is all offensive i'm not saying no, nothing on the defensive end i have demar Derozan and deandre hunter for him i i really he's just an iso player and the guy could do what he wants when he wants he's just a big brute mauler 250 pounds uh loses seven pounds a game and gains it right back but <laughs> i don't believe that but I don't know, that's weird yeah, it is weird, but I don't think it's a concern by any means. Uh, but he, I, he's the perfect fit, and it, it blows my mind that Houston's going to have the chance to take him at three. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a clear-cut top three guys, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's there's a clear-cut top three, I think. I, I, at least all these trade rumors, yeah. I, I think I think those guys are the consensus top three. And then I guess you're talking about Jaden Ivey. I think he's kind of the consensus four for most people. Yeah, I, I think the Kings are to be to be completely honest. I think the Kings are bullshitting about Keegan Murray. I think they're like it, there. There was a uh, the TikTok earlier. It was it was Keegan Murray. The Kings putting that out there. They loved them for no fucking reason, and I think they like Jaden Ivey. I don't think he so, wants to go there, but so here's the thing. So we'll go on to number four. I have Keegan Murray. You have Jaden Ivey. I think the Kings want Jaden Ivey, but as far as I'm concerned, for everything I've read, Jaden Ivey yeah. does does not want to be there. I, I know he has openly said he would like to be in Indiana because that's kind of where he's from. He went to and Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Um, but honestly, I would not be shocked if the Kings end up trading this pick. There's a lot of interest in that in that pick. I know that the Pacers want to move up to try to get Jay Nivey. And there was another team I can't Pistons. think of the top of my head. Are they? I don't know if they're – Pistons are team. super high on Jaden Ivey. And, and they a, like Ivey. One of the only two teams that's enough. worked them out. The only two t- that doesn't mean anything. But the only two teams that worked out were the Magic and the Pistons. 
And yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say, but at the same time, we've seen the Kings not work out uh, Davion Mitchell sure. and still end up drafting them. But also know there's some teams that are trying to trade up to four for Keegan Murray. Like the San Antonio Spurs, I know were a team that was trying to go up for Keegan Murray. And there and there was one other team. I don't forget. I don't remember who it is. But there is a lot of interest at fourth, fourth pick. We'll see they do trade it. But I think if they do keep oh, the it. Knicks. Was it the Knicks? Yes, the Knicks were trying to move it from 11. I doubt they can end up jumping that high. They're not. They're but, but I'm not really predicting any trades in my mock draft. So, I mean, with Keegan Murray, I think that he will be a beautiful fit next to De'Aaron Fox. He can really move well off the ball. He's he's a very smart player. He knows how to get open. Um, and his defense versatility is amazing. Um, he's not going to really create his own shot, like, kind of like how I said Jawari Smith. I'm not saying his like handles are necessarily as bad, but he's not going to create his own shot. But he's just a very, very smart player getting open, cutting to the lane, and be able to have someone like that next to Aaron Fox. And also, as a bonus, as a great playmaker, I think that could be very fun with those three uh, playing together. Uh, two things I want to touch on really quick. Um, the reason why I went Jaden Ivey at four is it, it just feels like the Pistons are high on them, and they want to make sure that nobody jumps them to grab them. So if 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 I'm the Kings and I'm taking Keegan Murray, why wouldn't I take whatever the Pistons are offering me? Because you you move back one spot, you get to pay Keegan Murray less. So I I don't believe that shit that they love Keegan Murray. And if they do take Keegan Murray, then the whole Detroit uh, super interested in him was obviously uh, um, was obviously not real. But I, I I do believe it, and I don't believe they're going Keegan Murray. And if they do, I think they're trading the pick. I think there's no reason for them not to take whatever's offered to them, even if it's a second round or a few second round picks. It's free. I, well, they you, have to trade back. You also never know the Pistons themselves are playing smoke. You know they might want Keegan Murray. I mean they do have they do have Kate Cunningham. Not saying Ivy couldn't play next. And they have Killian Hayes. They, I'm not really too worried about Killian. I Hayes. fucking hate Killian Hayes. <laughs> but I'm saying they did get rid of Jeremy Grant. Keegan Murray could fill that hole. I'm not saying that's where they're targeting, but they have them going to Navy next. But I'm saying you never know. Like you don't trade back one pick if you really like the guy. If you so really yeah, like you feel like they like two players and they they'll take whoever's there. Yeah, I, I can see that. No, I agree with you on that. But my, and my other thing is I don't like Keegan Murray. I, I watched him a lot of them. I don't like him. My comparison for him was Marcus Morris. I think they're definitely different players. Well, nobody's the same player, but I feel like that's just based. Of course, that's all opinion. I'm not calling him a bust or anything. I just I don't think he's gonna did what he do what he did in college, dropping 24 points a game, and I, I don't think he's that. Yeah. So fifth overall pick, we got the Detroit Pistons. This is where I have Jay Nivey, and I mean Jay Nivey, you know, he's a bucket getter. He's going to be able to create a shot at will. He's going to be able to get to the rim at will. The only thing is, I mean, besides shot making, I do have concerns. He really wasn't asked to do a lot of playmaking in college. Uh, just kind of the system itself, he he had the ball in his hands, but he wasn't asked to create for others. Now, luckily, if he goes to the Pistons, they have a guy with the name of Kate Cunningham, who was a very good playmaker. And just in general, I feel like Kate Cunningham was very underrated last year, but he, that's he another was. That's what, another Cunningham. story from Brother he's a, he's a good-ass player. I love Kate Cunningham. But also, he was very lazy defensively, Jaden Ivey was, in college. Now, who knows? Maybe he's doing mm -hmm. so much in the offensive end that he just, like, you know, I'm going to take a couple defensive plays off here and there. Who knows? But defensively, he definitely has a lot to work on. Yet again, though, I mean, Kate Cunningham next to him is a pretty good defender himself. But that, too, as a backward for the future, I think – could do a lot of damage. I think they could play right. off each other very well. And, I mean, that Detroit would be very lucky to have both those guys for the next 15 years next to each other. Let me let me just say this, man. You got you got Cade Cunningham. Cade and Sadiq Bay. Listen, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay at the three. You got Bagley or whoever you want to start at the four, Stewart, Aiton, Aiton at the five. That's a good ass team. Like that's a good, especially for Detroit standards. That's a good team. You're gonna have to get a four. I don't like packing at the four. 
at the moment. But oh, I hate. I don't like it either. But, but yeah, or you I, can move Sadiq Bay to the four possibly, but nothing. Or uh, Livers. Livers has been playing very good for them. Very solid player. But uh, uh yeah, my my yeah, if they get Jaden Ivy, that's perfect for them. Uh, don't think they will, but I, if they do, I think they trade up to four. Um, but yeah, Detroit's in a good spot. I, I mean, I, as far as Detroit standards, I, they're doing they're they're on the, they're on the right spot. I like that. All right, number six, Indiana Pacers. Who do you have? Do you have Benedict also? I had Benedict Mathurin. We like about him. Say that again. What do you like about Benedict? Uh, he's a springboard. That was my one word for him. Uh, he's always jumping. It, it, whether it's a dunk, and I don't know if you noticed his jump shot. Man's five feet in the air for his jump shot. He, hey. He's just a springboard. He's he's athleticism all over the all over the court. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a star by any means. Uh, I think he's more of a, a role player, personally. But I, I think he's a good player, and I think that's what the Pacers need right now uh, is potential. And, of course, all these guys that are going top 10 have potential. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my, my word for him was springboard. He definitely would be a buddy kill replacement for the Pacers because that guy can shoot the absolute lights out. Okay. That man is a crazy good shooter. He's also very good at just getting open in general, either going around some ball screens or cutting to the basket. And he he showed a lot of improvements just in general from his first year to his second year, uh, just trying to create his own shot. He's still not great at creating his own shot, but he's definitely gotten a lot better. His athleticism is off the boards. Yep. And even though he wasn't a great defender at college, just – based off his profile, off his athleticism itself. I think there's definitely a lot of potential there for him to improve as a defender. So overall, I think he's a bit of a project that, you know, if he is developed right, and, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, I think is a very good young point guard who I think could definitely help him uh, get him open and all that. I think that he does have one of the higher potentials in the top of the draft. Uh. For sure, um, I, I don't think I don't agree with that. But like everybody's got their own opinion. I think he's gonna be. I think he's very solid. I think he belongs at that spot five to six range in this draft. Uh, but for the Pacers, I, I can't ask for any more high upside. Uh, like you said, he's a split act. He hits some threes, man, and he's athletic. He's fun to watch. So I can't hate the pick. Yep. Yeah, so pretty sure we're different here. So number yeah. seven to Portland. If they keep the pick, you know there's some trade rooms going wrong, like OG and stuff like that. Um, I got AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin, he, he's an interesting player. Uh, he did have a bit of injury concerns. I know that. Brain uh, right and left knees. But I mean, he is an like an absolute major shooter. I might just said uh, Benedict was one of the best shooters. AJ Griffin might be the best shooter in, in this draft. He was shooting 48 percent from three. He would have led college basketball in three-point percentage if he qualified with enough attempts. He just didn't shoot the ball a lot. So in the NBA, if he does get more attempts, I want to see how his percentages fluctuate because he has some amazing potential um, shooting the ball. And, I mean, he's 6'6", got seven-foot wingspan. His defensive upside is crazy. Um, and he's just a very interesting player because he kind of plays at his own pace out there. I don't know if you're kind of – I remember you asking me, like uh, – like Jimmy's move, uh, like kind of wakes yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I wonder if you're kind of concerned with him because they both kind of move kind of similarly. In they a do. Sense. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's the low center of gravity when, when they do the little, little, the little, I don't know what the, I still don't know the phrase for it, but uh, it, the size up, I guess you want to call it. He's, he's just very good at that. And I think he's one of my favorite players of the draft, especially for where he's projected. Um, it's got a very unique game. Definitely. Um, but he reminds me of a little bit of a, a taller Donovan Mitchell. And that, that was my comparison for him. And, he and, could, and, could play defense. Well, at least exactly. uh, upside-wise. Yeah, and I think that has something to do with the height as well. But uh, that and uh, less of a, a jumping Andrew Wiggins was my comparison. Andrew Wiggins obviously is the smoothest jumper in the game, one of the smoothest jumpers in the game. Like I'm talking about jumpers dunking the ball. Uh, All right. And it, yeah, yeah, and his his knees just aren't there. You could just tell like something's happening. He can't. He could still dunk it however he wants. 
it's just not fluent. You go know what I'm saying? So I, I love him, but I didn't have him going there. I had Shaden Sharp and no particular reason except I heard Portland loves him. I don't think Sh- I, I don't know what Shaden Sharp is. I don't. He didn't play at college. Uh, it, it's it's very hard to watch high school highlights and say this guy's going to be amazing. And I think Shaden Sharp is a genius for what he did, to be completely honest. He was the number one ranked player at a high school, said he just wanted to sit for Kentucky and is a top 10 pick. So I think he he made the money move. He did the right thing. But I don't know what he is. I'm not going to talk about his play style, nothing. But I just heard Portland's in love with Shaden Sharp. Well, we got to see if he made the right move. We got to see if he falls or if he gets drafted. I think he does have a wide draft range. Uh, I do hear a lot of teams like him. But at the same time, I'll get more to him when I talk about him in my mock draft. But the one thing about, like, I don't know if I like to fit with Portland. They got Simons. They got Dane. I don't know if I want to put another guard into there. Especially. Uh, but he's kind of a guard. He's kind uh, of a 2-3. Yeah, but I still don't know if I necessarily like that fit the best. Um, at least um, compared to, like, an AJ Griffin, like I put. I think I like that fit better. Let me say this right now. I think AJ Griffin's a better player than Shaden Sharp. I just, just based off what I've heard, and of oh, course, yeah. it never means anything. It's just a guess. But uh, and I don't know anything about Shaden Sharp. It just sucks because I want to know everything about a top ten pick. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It sucks. But uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just doing that based off of what I've heard. And uh, AJ Griffin, I think, is a better player though, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, just wanted to say to Jonte Murray, tweeted on Twitter. Uh oh about that potential trade room earlier. Don't know if it means anything, but it looks like box box (laughs) office. Uh, But number eight, Pelicans. I got Dyson Daniels, which is an interesting player. He's been rising up a lot of draft boards, supposedly. I've heard that Pelicans really like Dyson Daniels, and I really like Dyson Daniels in New Orleans. I mean, if they decide to keep the pick, who knows if they try to trade it, maybe for a Malcolm Brogdon type or something along those lines. But I think he could be a really good point guard. And I mean, I didn't watch, can't say I watched too much in the G League because a lot of stuff I'm watching kind of like based off recent memory, it wasn't really going back to watch these guys in the past few weeks, more of it off recent memory. But I mean, from from the couple clips I did see from playing G League, I mean, he was not a good shooter. Um, But there are rumors that he's been shooting in lights out in the pre-draft workouts. So maybe... He's worked on his jump shot a lot. He'll be better in the NBA. But, I mean, defensively, a lot of length. And he's a very, very good playmaker. He's good at getting his teammates open. Very good. His passes are excellent. Yep. Yeah, and, I mean, when you got Zion Williamson on one side, you got B.I., C.J. McCollum. You got plenty of people to feed. Um, and then, also, he's just really good at being able to get open himself. Like I said, the main issue with him is just putting the ball in the basket. He's not really good at scoring, but everything else, getting open, facilitating defensively. He's got a lot of upside, but if he can just work on probably the most important part of basketball, getting the ball in the basket, uh, he's got very, very high upside. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily I, – I agree with most of the stuff you said. Upside, I don't know. I think he's – exactly what you see him as his highlight tapes are about five minutes long because it's it's not him scoring he can score when you need him to but he's he's the guy that and i and i know this is a football term but you, he, you want him on the patriots because he's gonna do what you ask of him he's gonna pass the ball he's going he's gonna do his job and i think that's what pelicans also need so that's why i think it i agree with you it's a perfect fit um He's just a high IQ player. He has a great uh, uh, sight of the court, sees stuff opening before it happens. He's a good rebounder as well. You didn't talk about that. He's a great rebounder. Uh, He's just good at everything that's not scoring. So he's not going to be that guy that drops 25 points a game, but he is going to be the guy that shows up in the rebounding and the assist column. And he'll knock down that three when you need him to. He's just, I think he's all around just a very solid player. He almost kind of feels like a Lonzo Ball-esque type guy skill-wise. Um, kind of almost has a lot of the same skills as him. Like a lot of the same strengths, weaknesses. Former Pelican. Uh, number nine. I saw, I saw my, my bad. I saw him as a 
I had him compared to Chris Duarte and Forkan Kirkmaz. Interesting. Kirkmaz. Very like, interesting. Very interesting, right? You, you can't shoot I like Kirkmaz, but I, I don't see that one. I see Kirkmaz. I'm not, I'm not talking about shooting. Kirkmaz is lights out, but I, I'm talking about when he's passing and when he's dribbling, creating creating space. I don't know why, but in such a random comparison, but I just saw that in him. So next up, we both have the same guy. And I'm guessing we're probably seeing some of the same stuff. I mean, he just seems like a Spurs pick. Osmeng Jiang, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I really didn't get to see too much of him either. He, you know, played overseas. But, I mean, he's got a lot of potential, a lot of flashes. He's very raw. He might he might even need to play a little bit in G League. But he's got a very, very nice-looking shot. Just the actual look of his jump shot looks very nice. And, I mean, he's got some good defensive flashes. And the kind of scary part is the man's almost seven foot tall. And he kind of plays like a point guard almost. He's a very good passer. He's a very good ball handler for his size, which is just scary potential. I mean, who knows how long Pop's going to be there. Um, So if he's going to be able to develop him. But, I mean, Oshman Dane is a very Spurs player. And yeah. it could be a very good fit. That that was that was my thought process for the pick as well. Uh, very Spurs pick, um, but uh, the one thing I say about him is, is shots pure. And, it, and when you were, when you were talking about very tall for a point guard, it's just it's a European thing. I'm telling you, it just it, it's it's just it, it is because there's two players like that in the draft that could be point guards, but they're six ten. Him and Nikola Jovic, it, it, they could be point guards. They really can be. Like they have the playmaking ability. So. I think that's just more of an out of the country thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely being uh, like there's having you the know their best men. players play point yeah. guard, and yeah. these guys are at crazy heights. It's I mean, just in general, it's happening more often that these taller guys are being able to hit the rock. And they're gonna be. And the one thing I like about these guys is uh, they're they're playing in a league with a bunch of older men. They're they end up being way more mature than what these other eighteen or nineteen year olds are in this draft. Uh, yeah, and that's why some people are trying. That like that's my one word for them as well is mature. They're like they're always mature, and this guy has been playing in this league since he. I, I think it said sixteen. It's just, it, it, it's hard not to like that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oh, you just gotta get you know, like I say, it's very raw. He's gotta, you know, work on his game, get more polished. But I mean, the upside is there. And then, tenth overall. Um, I have Shane Sharp, um, and who do you have at number ten? AJ Griffin. So, yep, you, want to, you want to go first? Uh, we already talked about it. Basically, we already talked about this pick. Technically, uh, we we basically had a swap of seven and ten. That's why I was laughing when you said yours. Um, both the both about the same position. We already talked about AJ Griffin and Shaden Sharp. Don't don't know much about Shaden, and we just know we both like AJ and. 10 seems like a good spot for him, especially in the Wizards who might lose Beal. You just don't know. They, they could definitely use it and don't have a great three on their team as well. Corey Kispert, I believe, is their starter. Yeah, and I mean, Kispert had some flash last year, but nothing that makes you think that he's going to be the next best thing. But, I mean, Shane Sharp, I mean, like you said, he didn't play college. He only go off high school. But, I mean... The one thing you can say is he has all the tools offensively. He's obviously didn't play college, so from what we've seen, he looks very like a raw prospect offensively. Um, he's got a very, very large wingspan. Um, he can go ahead and basically do whatever he wants offense. He can uh, shoot the ball. He can score the ball. He can play make. Uh, he's got a lot of offensive potential. Um, defensively, I really can't tell you if he's good defensively or not. It's just watching high school stuff. Not really seeing too much of that, but he has all the tools offensively. And I mean, if the Wizards, like I have him picking here, takes the gamble, I mean, we'll see if Beal stays and he plays alongside Beal. But that, that's the thing with this draft class in general. A lot of these guys are very boomer bust in general, in my opinion. A lot of these guys have big question marks, but they have some crazy boom potential. But they also have very, very low, low floors. For sure. And and it's tough, getting back to the A.J. Griffin thing, it's tough to watch these players. Because if you look at it, and I don't know how they didn't go as far 
in the in the Sweet 16 or what? What did Duke make it to Sweet 16? Right? I don't remember how. Far it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They should have gone further. They have a lot of players that have high ass upside. They have Griffin. They have Paolo. They have another first round pick, Williams, the center, Mark Williams. Mark Williams. I really like Mark Williams. Very good player. Like they have four players that are going first round, and then their point guard, who's supposed to go into the first round, I love him as well, uh, Wendell Moore Jr. He's very good. I, I don't know how they don't go further. Uh, it's tough to watch them because you have so many stars on that court. It, they all got. It's like a G League type of thing. Where they all, did you realize that every first round G League player was on Ignite? Yeah, well, that's kind of the team that they're going to, right? They all these guys are going to ignite on purpose. But the thing is, it's like in college basketball, the March Madness, the, the more experienced teams more often than not win it. The teams with all freshmen, they don't have the experience to go through it, so they typically don't go as far as I mean, uh, who won it this year? I can't think of top of my head who won it this year. Kansas. Um, Kansas, yeah, they had a lot of experience on that team. Seniors and seniors and seniors. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why uh, they go further than a team with all these freshmen. The last team really to win with mostly freshmen since a star player, I think, was Duke when they had uh, Tyce Jones, Justice Winslow, Julio Okafor. I think that's really the last. Was Taylor team. super experienced? I mean, yeah. I mean, Jared yeah, well, Butler. I, just don't I think was Jared Butler, I believe, was a senior. Davion Mitchell, I believe, was a senior. They're very experienced. I think they had him last year as well when they won. Uh, the guy with the colorful hair, he's supposed to go. Uh, Ocean. I think he was on the team as well, Davion Mitchell. Um, I, I just didn't know. Yeah, they, they they were a very experienced team. Okay. And even Gonzaga, even though they had subs as freshmen, I mean, Drew Timmy's very experienced. Um, they had Corey Kispert. They had um, – oh, they had someone else got drafted. I can't think of the top of my head. Or it's a, It was a big man, wasn't it? Not a big like tall guy, but it was a muscly guy. They had someone else, so I can't think of the top of my head. But that's that's besides the that's besides the point <laughs> at right. the moment. But <laughs> lastly, I mean, cap draft without some sleepers, right? Uh, you think of a couple of years ago. I've seen screenshot lately. Look, the last couple of picks, you had like Kelton Johnson pick twenty eight. Yeah, like Jordan Poole pick thirty. You know, and I'm forgetting the other guy who's Evan drafted. Porter Jr. thirty two. No, he was dirty. It was it was Kelly Pool. Pool was twenty seven. Was that it? Jordan sure. Pool was twenty seven. Kelton Johnson was twenty eight, and Kevin Porter Jr. was thirty. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was right. right. But anyways, that's some sleepers. Ain't no, it's gonna be some sleepers this year. I have a list of five people, um, and you know, I'm I'll just list my sleepers right now. So some sleepers I like. I like Oche Abaji. I think I pronounced that right from Kansas. I do really like him. Um, I like Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. I like Jane Hardy, who uh, did play for the G League Ignite. I like Jake Lavaria, uh, who I, I believe it was Wake Forest that he went to. Um, yeah, yeah. Jake and, yeah, was Wake Forest. Yep, yeah, and then Justin Lewis from Marquette. I like those guys as sleepers. Uh, some of those, I mean, someone like uh, OJ Baji is um, a bit more of a lottery type guy, but I kind of see it that it doesn't bane in him. I really like Desmond Bain when he came out. I see some Desmond Bain in this game. And I think he's got a uh, potential to have a long career in the league. Uh, so unlike Blake Wesley, I see Tyrese Maxian. They could be drafted in around the same range. And I just think they have a very similar game to one another. You know who I saw in Blake Wesley? Sorry to interrupt. No, Bones right. Island. It's hard not to. Just, yeah, just quick as yeah. shit. The same jump shot. And I think why you saw uh, – who you see in Agbaji? That's what I mean. I think one thing that, that that I confuse when I watch players is their jump shot form. They both have that wide base jump shot as Desmond mm-hmm. Bain. Uh, so I get that's why that's why I, I was kind of Agbaji and AJ Griffin were confusing me a little bit because they both have that wide set jump shot. Go back to your thing. Yeah, uh, Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy has a lot of potential. I think some teams can be very lucky to get Jaden Hardy. Uh, someone that I just mentioned, Jordan Poole. He's just yeah. like straight. Bucket getter, Jane Hardy. Yeah. Uh, he's he going to be someone who can – I actually see a six-man of the year in his future. He's just a straight bucket getter. Uh, Jake Lavaria, that one was a hard one for me to come up with a uh, comparison for. Um, but he can shoot the lights out. 
He's a very good defender for his size. I kind of came up with a Gordon Hayward one, but I don't like that that at all. Uh, but um, I try to come up with a comparison for him. But I do think that he, he he might be able to contribute from day one. I heard that one team gave him a first-round promise. I've heard that rumor. I don't know who. Uh, I, could see, I could see a team like Dallas or like that using him and him being a very productive guy for them right off the bat. Reggie Bullock type of guy? No, he's a lot bigger than – than he's more like a four, I think. They could no, I'm just saying four. as far as just hitting down, playing defense, hitting a shot, playing defense. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, he's got a lot of length on him. Um, and Justin Lewis, I kind of have a mixture of like a Kelvin Johnson, Thaddeus Young type. He's got a little bit of an unorthodox type jumper. It looks kind of weird, but it goes in. He's got a good mid-range shot. He loves to spin move to get inside. He's kind of like a four. Uh, maybe he could play some small ball five, but I, I think that he can uh, he can be developed with the right team. He has a lot of potential. All right, and I only have two guys uh, that I, I and I did the first round, uh, but I want to read something I wrote real quick. And you were you literally talked about it. It made me laugh. Uh, Jaden Hardy. Uh, I wrote for one of his things. I wrote just randomly watching one of his highlights. I said I could just tell he's going to be. He's going to be that backup point guard on an NBA team that's going to come in and average 10-plus points and make the fans of the opposing team roll their eyes when he's checking in. And I put it – so when you said six-man, I was like, dude. So my comparisons for him were Gabe Vincent and Jalen Brunson. It's They're just going to come in and – he's going to come in and drop points. He's a bucket getter, just like you said. Uh, but he's not one of my sleepers. I feel like – I guess you could add him in there. I really like him, and he'll probably go in the 20s. Uh, but my sleepers – uh, for this year, I only have two uh, that are. I only did the first rounders because it's hard to project the second rounders. There's a lot of guys. There's yeah. uh, there's a list of a hundred guys that can go in the second round. There's a reason why these guys second rounders really also. Yeah. So I have two guys, and I have Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. I think I, I don't know what made me like him so much, but it just seems like everything he was doing, it was so methodical and planned out, and it was slow motion. And it was like Chris Paul. Of course, he's not, my comparison is not Chris Paul. He's way bigger than Chris Paul. But just you know what I'm talking about? He's taking his time, getting what he wants, very clean jumper, very decent on the defensive side. I think he's an all-around just good-ass player. And I've, I've, like, I made that prospect uh, – I made that profile like three days ago. And I've heard since that he's jumping high. He's, like, he's, he's rising lists. But I, I really do like Jalen Williams. And my second one is a guy that I hated at first, but he's – I watched, uh, I watched more of them, and I'm like, I just can't get it over it. Walker Kessler, the center out of Auburn. I, I, I hated him at first, but the more and more I watch him, he, he's got he, – you could just tell he grew up playing point guard, and now he's seven foot one, and still have – you know what I'm saying? He won't pass the ball like a point guard. I'm not saying that, but he just has the movement and the hips of a point guard and could also splash a three. Not consistently. He shot 20% from three, but – He's got a very good form, very good touch from the mid-range as well. And I, I'm not going to say he is Joel Embiid, but that was my comparison because – Just because they went to Kansas. No, he didn't. Kessler didn't oh, go. you said Auburn. You said Auburn. Yeah, Kessler went to Auburn. But it's just – it's like just a touch from the mid-range from the three, seven-foot-one, has like the same type of movement as Joel in the paint. He's just a big fucking kid. And, he, and it's – he has point guard head, I could just tell, where he just, oh, let me just shoot a dribble, and but he forgets he's seven foot one. So usually those players don't add up in the league. Uh, Myers Leonard is one of them. Uh, but I, I saw more Joel Embiid than I saw Myers Leonard, and that's why I'm like, he could be a sleeper, and I had him on my sleeper list. Yeah, don't really know too much about him. I'm going to have to uh, have to watch some of them. Look out a little more. Yeah. Because it's it's you you've seen big men hit threes, but he's got a nice form on it, and I know he's only shooting twenty percent, but he's got a nice ass form, and if he just hits it more consistently, he could be a threat, like a big threat. And he's a, he's a point guard, and not a, he's not a point guard. Let me stop saying that. But he got point guard movement inside a seven foot one body, which is scary to think about. He's one of my my thing I wrote was uh. He's the he's the my career center you make on two K. 
by a crew sack. Yeah, where you're just crossing everybody up and like making like Euro steps, seven foot one, and then just hitting it from downtown randomly. It, it, he's just very, he's very hard to tell what he's going to be, but he's got all the, he's got the body and he's got all the talent in the world to be whatever he wants to be. I like it. I like it. Sounds fun. Sounds, sounds, sounds fun. very fun to watch. I'm excited for him. But I think that's going to go ahead and wrap it up. I don't think, think we got anything else. Uh, we will come back soon uh, to go ahead and recap the draft, see if there's any surprises, any surprise trades, and probably go ahead and preview free agency next time we're here. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy this. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow the five-star rating if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And make sure you guys go ahead, leave a like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening to us on YouTube. You got any closing statements? Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, a lot of deaths have been happening in NFL, and I want to say rest in peace to Jalen Ferguson. Uh, of course, it didn't come out yet how he died, but uh, it's just it's a player I loved out of college, uh, Louisiana Tech. He was a sack leader in college. I loved him coming out of college, and it's just sad that it's happening too much, and a lot of these young guys are losing their lives, and I'm not sure how, but I just wanted to see say rest in peace to Jeff Gladney uh, and uh, Jalen Ferguson. It's, it's happened too much, and it's it's sad, to be honest. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and throw Caleb Swinnigan in there as well. Caleb Swinnigan. As well, and just, just in general, I mean, make sure you guys are being safe out there, you know? Yep, and take care of yourselves. That's the biggest thing. Definitely take care of yourselves. And, uh, of course, we don't know how he died, but uh, it's just it's it's sad to see all these bright young futures disappearing. It, it's just sad. It, all right. Um, on that note, uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and we will catch you guys all later. See you guys.